0: Everyone, hold on to everything you have. It's Jess LeBlanc on the podcast today. I'm so excited. I am too. We love Jess. Jess, you're like this warm cup of coffee. We were talking about that earlier today. You are like the perfect cup of coffee. Balanced at times, flavorful, sweet at times, you know,
1: strong, you know, that's
2: what you're kind of like—the
1: variety of flavors that can come
2: <laughs> that are available. This, this is so sweet, and then also I'm like, oh my gosh, am I an anxiety-provoking? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel
1: alive after I am around you. I wake Let's
2: up. Call it energizing. There
1: you go.
0: So, Jess, you're from Ontario, right? You, I am. You are. Uh, you are an entrepreneur, owner of Embodied Living, which um. Gosh, I've learned so much about your company. Key and I were just having such a blast having, having that conversation. But you say that it offers curated experience for people to connect to, the mo- to their most purposeful selves through movement, leadership development, integrated education, adventures, and workshops around the globe. So I am going to literally quote this. You are a wellness innovator, yoga teacher, public speaker, leadership facilitator, and no matter what... Who encounters you, you want everyone to walk away feeling loved, lighter, capable, and though they truly belong. I love Mm. that. I love that.
1: But you're still that warm cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And I know I personally endorse you a hundred times over and over, and I will continue to do so another hundred times, but I... Really want everyone today to experience and feel so much about speaking or after speaking with you as the way I do as well. So
0: yeah. So tell us everything we need to know and and our audience needs to know about Jess.
2: Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, speaking about yourself is always somewhat uncomfortable, you know. I just love when other people can do it for me. So thank you for the introduction. (laughs) And I suppose. I don't know. I think the credentials and the list of degrees that I have acquired are kind of irrelevant. I feel like they've just been very expensive pieces of paper that (laughs) maybe um, not offered what society has told me or promised me that they would offer. And I think I want a lot of people to understand that Mm -hmm. because there's so much pressure in our world to, you know, be a certain way or have a certain something, something, whether it's your material goods or your educational experience. Um, Yeah. Like we really put so much emphasis and value on what we have done, what we have. And for me, I just really want people to understand that it's more about who you are and how you show up in the world that matters the most. You can have eight degrees um, and still be miserable and an asshole, you know? So, I mean, I think what I want people to know about me is that I've taken my life experience, which hasn't been always super rosy. Yes, I I feel very privileged in my upbringing in a lot of ways, but I also feel like it was very traumatic in other ways. And, you know, I haven't had the easiest path, but I'm super grateful for that because I feel like it's allowed me to relate to so many different human beings. And it's really helped me to um, create tools to help other people kind of navigate the throes of life. And I just really recognize that it's challenging to be in this world. And if people can hang out with me and acquire a new skill or feel warmer or lighter, or that they have someone on their side who believes in them, then I feel like I've done my job or my, I'm living my dharma. So they say in, in the yogi world, like your purpose.
0: Now you, um, you midway through your experience, literally changed your career. And l- let's talk about that in that pivotal moment in your life where you went, okay, this isn't working for me anymore.
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel really blessed to have, had a a great schooling situation growing up, like I I had a really beautiful community um, in my elementary school and my high school. And it wasn't until I got to university that I started to really question the educational system. Uh, I felt really disconnected and um, unsupported in, in my academic Career, I, I just felt like I was just another number and I had gone from a very small community where you know I was really connected with my teachers and they knew who I was and they knew my family and they supported me and so I went into this like yeah this university experience and was like oh my gosh I'm just this little tiny fish like no one knows who I am no one really cares um, and there was a lot going on in my personal life and I, I just kind of like shut that part of me down that academic part of me and just kind of like focused more on the social and was like super excited to just be in this experience of living on my own and and so on and so forth. So I I guess the reason why I'm sharing this with with you is because I ended up deciding for whatever reason, even though I didn't fully agree with it, but I ended up deciding to go to Australia to do my teaching degree because I went to this career fair and the woman was like, you can go to Australia and become a teacher. And I was like, Hmm, that sounds like a good idea. I guess I'll go do that. So again, I get to Australia and I'm having this like amazing social experience, like life experience, but on the flip side of that, like the quality of education that I was experiencing or getting, I was just like, what is this? Like, this is such a joke. And I ended up going into the classroom and teaching for a number of years and I just felt like I was being really pigeonholed into a box and being questioned for maybe the different strategies that I was using or the unique ways to which I was operating like I remember like when my students would come in from recess and they were all wound up I would like turn off the lights and have them lay on the ground and like, do breathing techniques and because yoga was a big part of my personal life I I kind of implemented it in the classroom and this was before it was like trendy or cool and I remember just like other teachers and principals being like who is this like hippie weird chick like why this isn't part of the curriculum you know so for many years I tried to play the game and it was exhausting and I ended up deciding to leave the education system because I just felt like I couldn't create the change or I just didn't belong there. I didn't. I didn't like the culture. I felt it was toxic, and I. I it wasn't working for me. So, that's interesting. Yeah, I met, sorry, Kia. Go ahead.
1: That's really interesting because I. So my little guy Jack. Well, you know his name is Shark. Sometimes he started kindergarten this year, and one of the first questions I asked, I said because he had gone to a school that had some yoga previously, and I. That was really important because Jack would he would just be doing downward dog and he would just be like, he's like, mom, look at this is how I breathe. And I thought that was really cool that he knew that at four years old or three years old. And so one of the questions I asked the teacher was, what do you, do you teach mindfulness? Do you let them explore? Do you go through the emotions? Like how, what do you teach? And she said, no, <laughs> we don't, we, we might put it into our system, but I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but it's interesting that it's not, everywhere yet because for me I feel like it's such a staple mm-hmm. to actually be able to know that and understand that well and, and regulate
0: I, I and I, th- mm-hmm. I think that um, it's interesting because uh, I think we noted on this some other uh, in some of our general conversations is in third grade was such a pivotal moment for me in my education and it was because my teacher Catherine Witt built I mean that was before you know, yoga was something. I mean, these are this is dinosaur days, right? So she built a tree house in the classroom and we had that time where it was lights out. We could have that time, we could read a book, we could have conversations with ourselves, our inner self. It was just quiet time. I took away more and have the most memories from that particular class and that teacher. Because I had time to be mindful, I had time to breathe, I had time to disconnect and to reconnect with myself, and I think we've lost that in society today. But you know, that's a whole nother podcast. But um, mm-hmm. kudos to you for um, for feeling the way you did. So you d- you left you left your t- teaching and you created a whole new concept.
2: Yeah, I I I didn't know what to do actually. You know, and I feel like this is every entrepreneur's story. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm at this crossroads. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it, but I'm shit scared and I'm gonna do it. So I just decided like I I didn't want to be part of the system any longer. And I remember my my favorite uncle in the whole world. Um, he is a principal in Toronto, and he would always say to me, like, you know, the biggest change you can make, Jess, is like within the system. And I I kind of like held on to that for so long and I was like, "Oh my gosh, like can I still make a change if I'm not in the system? Like how how am I going to do this?" And um I was anxious and nervous and like I I didn't have any money or anything like that. So I just I just started thinking about, "Okay, what do I want like as a human being? Like what did I feel was missing in my educational experience or in in my life?" And I started in, originally it was embodied adventure, which was going to be like wellness retreats primarily. And then over time, I just recognized that, um, you know, that was maybe not overly accessible to everyone. Um, And I wanted to create smaller programs or get more programming within the schools or within workplaces that offered skill building and and capacity building of, of like emotional intelligence, relational skills, like connecting to yourself understanding the power of knowing what you want and i i feel like the whole um regulating your emotions you know that's such a buzzword or like the nervous system right now everyone's like hopped up on on this this new wave this new way of being which is amazing but for me it's always been like okay it's one thing to like know about the emotions or know about your nervous system or understand like different styles of communication like but then how do we get people to actually integrate and experience it and use the knowledge and so for me that experiential education which is the tree house Karen like you have no outcome like there's no result that someone is grading you on you just get to immerse yourself in the experience and fully connect with it and I think that's where I've seen the most potent results for humans because they've been so traumatized by the systems where they're being graded or observed or tested. And like, they just feel chronically not good enough. So it's about restoring people's um, relationship to themselves. So they can then show up in the world and relate to their environment or their work or their peers.
1: That's interesting because I I remember, well, I'm sure I've shared this with you, but I would, my school years, I was so obsessed with high grades. High grades, not that it, like, I get uncomfortable with praise. So it's not even because I wanted the praise. I just wanted to be the top of everything. And if there was a mark in the university that was low, I'd go to the professor and talk my way into the better mark. (laughs) But that is something that was very important to me. And looking back, I'm like, why was I obsessing about it? Like, if I would have had ways to regulate or know of ways to regulate things that were going on or just really understand why I was thinking like that. I don't think I would have had such anxiety and Mm -hmm. kind of be doing weird things in university that I'm like, why was I doing that? Why was I going home and like being in a dark place and bawling and having no idea why? So, but Mm -hmm. from those experiences, that's what kind of got me here. So it's like, I'm not mad that it happened, Because if I wouldn't have experienced it, I don't think I would have, like, that self-respect. I mean, I hope I would, but I wouldn't have had such, like, a desire to put more value into myself later in life.
0: Why do you think we do that? Why do you think we don't put value within ourselves? And has that shifted? There's lots of questions here, but what have you come to find out, Jess?
2: Mm, People are just in such pain. a lot of it is self-inflicted. I still haven't quite figured out why, but the, the closest answer that I think I can come up with is like, we are wired for belonging and connection. And we live in a society, in a world where people are chronically being ranked and, and performance is so important because it's attached to our survival, right? You need to get a job and be secure and have the money. And and so you can survive in this world. Like we don't live in this village mentality anymore where it's like, oh, Karen's really good at this. So she's going to help me and my family do this. And he is the expert at this. And it's not about um, necessarily like fighting each other for the top mark or the top position or, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I was thinking about this the other day, like the things that come up and I'm going to create a little course pretty quick here on this. Cause I think it's imperative. I, I, the patterns I see is like people pleasing perfectionism and procrastination. And I've been trying to iron out like, okay, like what is behind all of this? Like, what is the driving force? And I think it it does come down to what I just said, like that belonging piece. like when our survival, and when I mean, when I say survival, like being part of the group, like belonging and like having the people around you that care for you and love you and you feel this sense of self and sense of other, if that is being threatened or there's any like potential of that being friend. Like you look at people pleasing, for example, like how many people pleasers do you know? Like a bazillion? I feel targeted. And, All those things are me. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's really like, I don't feel enough or like I need to be better. Or I need to be more so that they will love me or they will like welcome me into the group. So I'm going to like transform myself, like sacrifice my needs, People please or I'm not going to do what I really want to do and just procrastinate because what if they judge me like you know there's there's just all these like little funny nuances of of threat to our belonging that's that's kind of like what I see and like we've like created this culture where we're just like go to our house, like in our garage, go into our little nuclear families. And like, we don't know our neighbors. Like it shocks me when people don't know their neighbors. Like it shocks me when people just have no awareness or connection of their environment or their community. Like they're not, it's just bizarre. Like, that's why I think we're all so sick.
0: You know, we, we were having this conversation just last night. This is so crazy. Um, Then we were talking about coexist and the mission and and what we attempt to do. But you just brought up something so, so relevant. And that is we can't be everything to everybody. What happened to be reaching out and and what happened? Do we have fear? Collaboration. Okay, I'm not good at this. I'm good at this, but I'm not good at that. So let me reach out. Maybe there's a neighbor. Maybe there's a coworker. Maybe there's somewhere, um, uh, someone else in a circle, or someone that someone may know that needs to be in our circle that will help us be a better person and to achieve our goals. And it's like we've stopped that. It's like we've got to be everything to everybody these days. Are you seeing that? Is is? Do you think
2: that's part of our mental health? challenges that we're dealing with. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Like it's it's bizarre because there's this combination of like um like loneliness and isolation um and like desire for that community. Like people I don't think people have the awareness or the ability to articulate that that's the missing piece in their life, but they're also operating from a place of not, not serving and not considering the collective, Mm -hmm. like people are very self absorbed and very self important. But I don't think it's, it's their fault. I think their behavior is self indulgent. And it's more like a self preservation. Because Mm -hmm. if you take your foot off the gas in this world, and if you show up as like weak or vulnerable, like, you will get annihilated and so yeah we've like created this world in in the west like it's not it's not everywhere across the planet but certainly like in north american culture for sure that like people get awarded and praised it's sick and toxic for like oh my gosh you work 80 hours this week and you're a mom oh my god like boss babe it's like what like <laughs> no, that person is miserable and unhealthy and- Targeted. Well, like we have a tumor in five years, you know? It's yeah. like, God forbid, like I don't want that, but like your cellular makeup, your mind, you don't have that level of life force. <laughs> like So we're really operating at this obscure, I don't know, like level of ridiculousness as far as I'm concerned.
1: There's a couple things that I always- Every time I'm kind of in this weird state, I just remind myself that there's room for everyone to make it. So if I'm ever feeling like I have to win, my younger self would be like, you too have to win. But this one, I'm like, no, everyone, there's room for everybody. And Mm -hmm. the alignment, like sometimes, like I know I'm not for everyone. That's fine. My personality, my work ethic, everything about me will align somewhere with somebody. And that's something whenever I'm like, seriously, when I'm like having shitty days, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. No one, like, don't let this one thing stop you. And there's something about your training as well where um, I remember you were saying, okay, you can complain for five minutes, and this is, like, my favorite thing ever. You're allowed to. If you want to go kick and scream and throw things off the balcony and go ahead. You have five minutes. Set your timer (laughs) and then come back and, like, let's just move forward. And that's Mm -hmm. something that I really try to instill with my little guy also and even, like, with people that are talking to me or my friends are coming to me, and I'm like, you know what? get it all out right now. I'm here for you. And then in 15 minutes, I'll give you an extra 10 minutes. Let's just figure out how we're going to pivot from this or learn from this and just get going because you don't just complain. Like I don't see you complain about anything in your life that has happened to you. All I see is you moving forward and empowering people to move forward.
2: Yeah, thanks. That means that I'm doing my work, I guess. But I mean, I don't think that's always been the case. I think I was a really dysregulated human and like really sad and angry for for a long time and like confused. And I still have moments where I'm like, I feel unsupported or like, what am I doing with my life? Like, the bold path is an unconventional path is like, terrifying. But like, I just constantly go back to that idea of like okay well I could complain about the school system over and over and over and again which I which I see people doing like they're embedded in the system they just bitch and complain every day and they sit and soak in their misery Um, or you can get committed to to changing something elsewhere or doing what you need to do like what is the commitment that's greater than the complaint and for me that was like I had to create this company And Mm -hmm. yeah, it hasn't it hasn't been super easy, but like the alternative for me is is harder to be in a space where I'm not in alignment.
1: That feeling is really gross. (laughs)
2: Yeah. That
1: feeling of just unsettlement and being very ungrounded. It's something when you're in it, it's hard to get out of. But then when you're out of it, it's like, thank God I'm not in that place.
0: And you know, people stay in in this negative space, and that's that begins the spiral. So, how do you get those people who are um, inside their own heads? I guess is a is is the correct way to say it, or spiraling in their own heads, and and can't seem to get out, or can't can't find that five minutes, or um, the complaint is bigger. So, how do you? How do you, Jess, work with folks to get them out of there? What are some of the ways you work through those?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, every person is so unique, of course. Um, I think the biggest piece that I try to reinforce is like modeling behavior modeling or like sharing with a person who is in the depths of their lack of possibility i think cuz people are people just like it's like they get mud on their glasses right like the complaints like oh, they only choose to see the world a certain way and of course if you have a belief and you, you will find evidence like confirmation bias it's a psychological like phenomenon where like you believe that the world is a horrible place you will find evidence every day um to find you know that 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 basically like reinforces your belief and so if i can model that there are other ways to think there are other ways to be there are other people who have transformed from like where that person is into like a different version of themselves like people just don't know that it's possible to like take off their glasses. So sometimes I'm just like, okay, come here, give me your glasses. Like metaphorically, I'm like, we're going to just like wipe the dirt off so you can see the world in a different way. And I think that people need to see that first and know that it's possible first before you start like throwing tools at them and be like, okay, what are you going to do to change? It's like, they don't know what they're working for. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, that does. Oh, yeah. And I think
1: the acknowledgement that they're even in that space too, because I think some, yeah. I mean, some people, I'm like, oh my god, you're in such denial of things that are happening right now. But until they see it, there's like no point in me saying over and over again, like, oh, like this would be great, because they're not even in that space yet.
2: Yeah, I, I, I wonder sometimes if, if rather than trying to show people the answer like we just show up as the answer you know like rather than be like oh well you should do this and like we love trying to tell people what to do but if we refocused our energy and and just lived the life that we love and communicate in the way that is effective for us and loving and kind and we parent in the way that is nurturing like if we are just being, it sounds so cliche, but like if we're being the change, like that has an effect on people.
1: And it's the most organic walking billboard free of charge that you can do. It's like the best kind of advertisement as well for like your own human potential, essentially. Yeah.
2: With my courses, I'm like, oh, you're interested in my course. Like, I don't want to tell you about the course. Like here's the numbers of the people who have taken the course. Like, please go, go ask their them what their story is like go talk to them have a have a listen to what they've experienced and then you can make your decision because that to me is is the most beautiful testimonial and and opportunity for people to see if what I offer or the community that I'm creating is is going to work for them
1: even your community Jess if you look at everyone everyone has I don't want to say everyone's the same, but every, there's a common factor amongst everybody, I think, that I have met specifically. And I don't know if it's that I see it afterwards. Like now I'm like, oh, there is actually room for everyone. Everyone has the potential to really connect and get along. Or if there's some magic niche that is coming, that this is your market. But really, every single person that comes out, I can sit and have a random conversation with every single one of them. And it's an amazing conversation of curiosity and possibility and everything happy i've never experienced anyone in any of your courses that i'm like could do without that person for a day <laughs> nothing so it's a really wow, it's a good testament that is to a you Big testament that's like a big who, testament who you're yeah. attracting and or trans helping to transform like they're doing the work you're just offering the tools but it is really interesting because if I was ever going to go be like, I just want to go hang out. That's why I love Lucent Fest so much because I know I'm going to go there, meet people and be like, I'm going to like these people too. It doesn't even matter that I don't know these mm-hmm. people. I already feel comfortable going.
0: Yeah. And I want to talk about that too. Um, that's a great segue into, let's talk about the festival. I love that. I want to go to that this, this coming year. She's coming to Canada for it. Got my passport. I'm ready to go. <laughs> let's talk about it. How did you come up with the name first? How did you come up with the name? Lucent. It's Lucent Festival, correct?
2: Yeah, Lucent means to glow or to give off light. And Lucent is another example of where I was like, huh, all my friends are starting to have babies and they can't go to the festivals or the experiences that I want to have with them And why don't I just create something that is all inclusive and people can bring their babies and bring their dogs and bring their husbands and their wives and their cousins and their grandpas. And like, I don't know, just like why, why if it doesn't exist, so why don't I create it? And I mean, the the first year I was really blessed to have some friends that had that were renting property in the middle of nowhere and we, it was very small scale and intimate, but I just really told people like, this is going to be an experience where we're going to do some yoga, some crafts, we're going to have a potluck, like just very community focused. And there are people, this will be my ninth year hosting the festival coming up this next summer, 2023. It's, It's hard to even wrap my head around that this has almost been running for a decade, but there have been families that have come every single year. Like I've watched their children grow up. This is a tradition in their family and the reason I I came up with the name Lucent I honestly don't know I was just thinking like lightness like I want people to know that mm-hmm. they are the light mm-hmm. like and and the world feels really dark sometimes and so we have to be the ones to illuminate um and shine light on the things that aren't working and make it better and we have to also hold ourselves with this energy of illumination and glow and possibility and kindness. And yeah, I just, wanna I, give I just a, wanted people to
1: come together. I want to give a shout out to whoever brought that warm green dip. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were there, right? I was there. I you was were like, there. Yeah. this is my potluck. I,
2: I only want to hang out with whoever did that dip. That was the best <laughs> thing ever. Um, I think I know it was it like a spicy, like jalapeno kind of like nacho-y dip or like it was pot? probably not
1: because I'm such a baby so no it was like green pesto we think it was like cheese. I don't even know what it was but I mean oh my gosh soon- make sure they got the invite to come back okay
0: <laughs> who it is, we're gonna then. be posting a recipe I got a feeling on in our show
1: notes here right okay. <laughs> then I felt bad for bringing my hunting. like non-homemade oh shit I gotta bring something last minute thing and I'm like oh my god next year I'm gonna for sure make like rice balls or something
2: well, the, the potluck, I think, is a fan favorite. That's like, cool. Everyone is so excited about the potluck. And, you know, people are always like, oh, my God, how do you deal with allergies? I'm like, I don't deal with allergies. Just stay people away from your food. deal with your own allergies. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is a, like the whole premise of my work is, like, empowering people to take personal <laughs> accountability and responsibility. Bring like,
1: your own peanut butter sandwich, I, right? <laughs> also, I just want to stress... <laughs> my appreciation that you do allow us to bring our kids and our dogs. Cause like that is such an important part. And I don't ever want to be like, I want to go experience this by myself because I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite parts too. Um, I mean, last time we, there was a big rainstorm when Jack and I sat in the car and it was just like, cool. We just got to sit there cause none of our phones worked. So we sat there and we played I spy and I'm like, I don't even think I've played I spy with you maybe ever. and it was just the coolest, coolest experience, and yes, it was pouring rain, and we were laughing, I was soaking wet, he's like, mom, you look like a monster, I'm like, thank you, I will take that as a compliment, (laughs) but it was, like, the nicest, and I'm pretty sure I, like, cried in my car, and I'm like, why am I crying, but I don't ever sit still, I don't ever have a disconnection from my phone, I don't ever get to have, like, I'm sure if he would have called me a monster during my weekday, I'd have been like, what are you talking about, and, like, freaking out, but it was just funny, because he's like, you have makeup all over your face, and it was, having that connection. And the whole time I sat in picnic blankets and talked to people. Like it was just the coolest experience. Everything's so natural. And it was yeah, really you disconnected. Great
2: disconnected. You disconnected. You
0: Disconnected from the day-to-day world and you were able to find five minutes, even though your ch- your child was there, your dog was there, you actually found quality of life and yeah. you found an inner being and that's what Lucent's all about. And for those folks who are listening right now you have to go to embodiedliving.ca and click on lucent festival and it's all and it's held in august correct it's on mm-hmm. in august yeah. every year and it's life changing
2: yeah. yeah it's really special it's one of my favorite things that i've created and and i i honestly like people always inquire like oh how do you do this like how how did you just start a festival I'm like I don't know I don't you just when you know that you need to create something in the world which is I know that that's how the two of you are feeling about coexist like you feel in your yourselves in your heart that there is a need and an importance to this experience and so you just figure it out because you're an amazing human being and you have so many resources and you you'll just make it work and I'm so blessed because there are people that are are willing to help me and take down a tent and like I just think that that whole community village mentality is is what we experience and we get reconnected to at Lucent you know like the mom with her four kids by herself like camping for the first time like holy cow that is a scary overwhelming experience and yet the man who is with his family next door to that tent comes over and helps her and like you know someone else offers to take the kids to the craft cabin and there's all these empathetic witnesses and our children are then and our ourselves like we're seen and valued um in the moment and we're taken care of and that's so important and people are just really needing that really needing to know that they're cared for and know that they're safe and that they can come and show up exactly how they are and that someone will be there to yeah elevate them I guess
1: that's great and it does really mimic everything else that you offer as well like you offer such great trainings and courses but everything is so consistent there's nothing that's like oh well this is totally out there for Jess it's like no it's like now you're just going to get a certificate at the end of the (laughs) year of doing all this training together but I mean it's all it all has the same feeling you get the same experience and I think that's just amazing that you can offer so many different ways to learn as well
2: and yeah, this is your I, life. I just want people, yeah, like, I want people to, at the end of their life, like, reflect back, and know that there was meaning, and importance, and that they, they were valuable, um, and contributed, and, you know, were a part, like, they did belong to a community, and they did feel love, like, I can't imagine, like, being on your deathbed, and, like, feeling, like, so much remorse, or, like, so alone, or that you didn't experience, like, true connection and love and our our social media outlets and the news and like the political divide like there's just so many things that are occurring on this planet right now that separate people and I'm just really trying to navigate how do we mindfully bring people back together
0: and and might we just say you have such a following um, people really believe in who you are. People believe in what you're doing. You, um, you're Everybody's warm morning cup of coffee without <laughs> the anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> that people, I mean, you are doing amazing things and you're doing it right. And we're all screwed up. Every one of us is screwed
1: Tell us what you really want to say. <laughs> <laughs> we are. <laughs> no, you can say it. Um, um, but I, I think that
0: if you had the biggest takeaway of of all your career, the biggest takeaway, tell me a moment that really showcases who you are and the goals that you want, the goals that you have in your heart to to give and want to be, tell, tell me an experience.
2: Oh my gosh. There's so many incredibly touching moments. Um, I think one of the examples that I'll share is that we had, um, one gal in our training who, showed up and didn't want to exist on this planet was very, very, uh, deeply hurt and just didn't want to be here. And through our training and our love and our attention and like my relationship with her, like, I, I do feel as though our connection was a catalyst for her sticking around and, I really saw her and valued her and gave her a different perspective and an, an opportunity to be a part of a community that wanted her and valued her. And yeah, she's an incredible leader. She's um, just up to so many cool things and just able to shine because her authentic self is embraced. I, know I think she spent a lot of time in her life feeling like she had to be someone that she wasn't. And I think that's a very common sentiment for people on this planet. Like they are trying to be something that is so not them and it's painful. And it feels easier sometimes to just pull the plug and to be like, I'm out, this is too much. And we don't have necessarily the systems or the resources on offer for everyone to build a relationship and to tell their story. And that's why I love what, what you are all doing so much is like the stories are so healing, right? Like being able to see yourself in another person and them witness you, it's like, it's just a really beautiful exchange. And so I don't, I don't know, like, it just reminded me, like, this relationship that I have with this person, um, it, it motivates me to keep going, you know, I don't make a million dollars, but that, it, like that, knowing that that person is still here, um, okay, well, I guess I'm doing my work, you know, and, and I can't take full credit for that, of course, like, she's doing her own work, and, and that takes courage, but, if I can stand beside her and keep her accountable and love her through the mess, then okay. Like I will do that. That is my job. <laughs> like, I feel like I want to start
1: bawling my face off. Is anyone else? <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm so I happy kind of got- for both
1: of you guys,
2: <laughs> but like I, kind of, I don't know. Like, but it's so easy. Like, it's so easy to slip into this like mindset. Like I do it as well. Like I have to really train myself and that's what I think. I want people to recognize is like, you are designed to feel like every emotion and experience all of these different and layers. And not be called a
1: psychopath or something because you're <laughs> yeah.
2: losing it, right? This is why I
1: also think your work, when you go into corporations or corporate speak, like I love when you get, go into a business and say, look, mm-hmm. take this away for a second. Who are you? You're not your work. And I think when I saw that you did a bunch of work with corporate companies, I'm like, thank goodness that you're doing this because I think sometimes those individuals probably need it the most.
2: Yeah. Well, we say like, I'm using, we generally as in like a culture, like in we, we North America, we're like, oh yeah, mental health matters. Like, you know, let's talk about it. Let's heal. Let's it's like, okay. But like rather than invest in your people or take time to connect to your people, you're just going to throw donuts on the table and say like, there you go, like team building, like mental health day. <laughs> then I'm gonna go cry because I ate all the donuts. <laughs> so what? Here's the cycle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's a it's a slog sometimes to get buy in from organizations. But I I always say to organizations, like, don't you want to be put on the map for like doing the right thing by your people? Like, don't you want to be the leader and show other organizations, like, that, hey, we can be profitable and put our people first. Because, like, your vision as an organization is nothing if you don't have people that are enrolled in it. But, like, you can't expect people to enroll in your vision or, like, your profit margin if you put nothing into them. Oh, you don't even know who they are, like, that's bullshit as far as I'm concerned. And I-
1: Like the being seen as a good leader as as something that I really think is important or something, someone giving a shit that they're like, I want to lead my people and be alongside. Like, I think that's really important. Um, I have a question just because I'm curious about this. And um, I love just the different answers that we get. But we really like to to, um, recognize people in the communities or people that we've met that have really done something for us or that someone that you think needs to be recognized or acknowledged, is there someone in your community or back home or somewhere that you can think of right now that you're like, I just want to say thank you or I want to acknowledge that this person has is doing something really cool or anything? I think that's just an interesting little spreading the coexistence.
2: I, would, I wish there was like a video because my eyes were just like, <laughs> boing, like... Um, there are so many (laughs) many people, (laughs) um, honestly, I feel like I want to like shout out to my mom. That's amazing. Go on. (laughs) Well, my mom is just the hardest worker I ever did meet on this planet. And I think she's done so much work to grow personally and to like, I don't know. She's always like, so inspired by me. And she's always like, oh. and I'm like, Oh mom, like, come on. I wouldn't be who I am without you. But like, also she wasn't perfect. <laughs> you know, like I wouldn't be who I am without you. if You didn't like, you know, show me some of the things that I needed to heal from. But I just like really admire my mom's resilience. Like that woman has had so much adversity and just finds joy in the everyday and, just works so hard as I mentioned and I don't know like she's just trying to be the best version of herself and really trying to take life into her own hands and like take back her what's the word like her I don't know, like, autonomy, I guess. Like, I think when you live in survival mode and stress for so long, you can get really victimized or, like, swept up into, like, whatever is occurring around you, and it's it's a bit of a storm, right? So, like, I can really notice over the years that she's tried to take a step back and, like, be more mindful and do things differently and, she started a company, like a natural cleaning company. And I don't know, like, she just like, she's, I'm really, I get a lot of my, my guts from her. She's just a go-getter. So.
1: Well, she's I so think- lucky to have like a hype girl, yeah. like a daughter, like you <laughs> cheering her on too. And I just, I'm really grateful to coexist in the world with both of you guys. Cause you both sound, well, I know you're amazing. Your mom sounds lovely. So I just, yeah, I was interested. Oh, That's know. a great question. I oh, I got all
0: I, I really got teary I I really did. But just you've got to be so proud of who you are and for what you've the culture that you're creating of community to help those who need who have and, and you know, it's so interesting that I think we all remember a point in time of our life that there was a pivot. And it could be a good pivot or it could be a bad pivot or it could be a pivot where you lost yourself for a minute and you you exist on this earth to ground us all and to bring us back to a place where we look at ourselves and find our identity and believe in our authenticity and own the heart and the soul of who we are. And I have gotten to know you, I guess, over the past several several months. And... Um, You are awe-inspiring, I have to say. And I will be at Lucent. You also Mm -hmm. have a trip to Croatia in 2023, which I am super excited about. Go to embodiedliving.ca. Again, not shameless promotion here for you. (laughs) But you have a heart of gold, but more so you have the ability to look within yourself, see yourself with people, uh, or see yourself and other people, and know exactly how to act in collaboration to bring out the best of them. And you need to be honored for that. You need to be appreciated for that. And um, I can't wait to continue our work together moving forward. You inspire me every single day.
1: Aww, that's so, so kind. I hope you run for prime you know. minister or president next. <laughs>
2: I don't want that role
1: (laughs) think of how joyous this whole world
0: would be (laughs) yes yes yes
2: yeah there's a there's a lot of um, things that I want to do that is not (laughs) one of them um but yeah thank you both so much and I, I truly appreciate the work that you're doing in the world to listen to human beings I think that a lot of people have have like shut down their capacity to listen because it can be really hard to hear certain stories or to, to really look at the reality of, of what's going on. And I just love that you're capable of holding space for people and um, you do so in such a safe way. And I I I really love collaborating with the two of you and whatever it is that you offer because we do align so much and we're here to bring out the best in humans and well, see them exactly who they are i but,
1: can't wait yeah. to create more
2: thank with you and offer more thank you so much again
0: go to embodiedliving.ca look up jess follow her because we sure will be jess thank you so much for joining us today on the coexist podcast we love you love you back The Coexist Podcast is a production of Team Coexist and Untold Originals. Hosts are Karen Shane and Kia Naka. Editing by Tyler Goins. Theme song, Ready, by Chloe Caroline. Your story makes life more beautiful. Do you have a story? If so, we have a space. Visit us today at coexist.com. That's coexist, C-O-X-S-T dot com to share your story and to get involved. Also, you can follow us on all social media platforms. Thanks for joining us.